0: The following recording is from the previous cycle. Today's daf is Kedushin daf involve. So yesterday we spoke a little bit about the Loisase in the Torah, of Yovei Amoenim u'Mayavi beKal and the second Loisase in the Torah that involves the ammonium and the Mayavi, which is Lo Sidrois Shloimam v'Tevasam Kal So. An Amoyni or Mayavi, that's Megayer. Even La'acha has a very special place in Halacha. We spoke about the Halacha of Amoyni v'leAmoynis, Mayavi v'le and it was for that reason that David Hamelch, despite the fact that he was a descendant of Rusa Mayavi, so this is somewhat in Yonah DiYomah, he was not only allowed to enter the Ka'a He was even allowed to be a Melech Yisrael. The fact that he came from Avayavia that didn't checker his ichos. It didn't disqualify him from being treated as a miyuch, someone that would be kosher to be the Melech Yisrael. The question that we posed, however, and that has been asked for millennia is that why did the hashkacha have it that Dovina Melech, who was the Melech Yisrael, from where Mashiach comes, why would it be that he would come from some sort of a questionable yichos? Why did Hashem make it that he should come from Bumayaviyas? spoke at a tremendous... Ha'orah from the Sheh Mishmul. The Sheh Mishmul said that being that David had to be a Melech Yisrael, and a Melech sometimes has to have in him a midah of Achzarius, or at least he has to be able to control and impose his will upon other people. And he can't be influenced by his natural tendencies of and <laughs> It's for that reason that Hashem felt that it was important for David Melech, to have in him a little bit of Mayavi blood, to give him that Koyach to be able to rule over Klay Yisrael. Yidin, by nature, we are Rachmanim Baishonim HaGemlech HaSadim. And if David HaMelech would rule with only those midos, he wouldn't be able to be an impactful Melech. In order for him to be able to do what was necessary to do as a Melech Yisrael, he had to have a Koyach to sometimes look away from his natural tendencies. It was through his lineage of Mayavi blood, that he was able to incorporate that. The Sheh Mishmul said that that's why Sheol HaMelech, Malchus, didn't last, because he didn't have this checkered yichos. He came from Shevet Bin as opposed to David, who had in him a little bit of Mayavi blood. That's what allowed him to properly be a Malchi Just one interesting tzushdal to that is we know that Yecheved, Yecheved was Moshe Rabbeinu, Aaron HaKoyin, Miriam's mother. Yecheved was Neilat Bein HaKoyim, Chazal say. There's a steer in the Pesukim where there's 69 people, 70 people that descended together with Yaakov into Mitzrayim. So, Chazal said there was one that was in between, Yechevit. She was Nolde Benachemis. I once saw her order from Rabsleim Makluger. Rabsleim kluger said that why was Yechevit Nolde Benachemis? What's the tifkite? What's the oimik in Benachemis? Said Rabsleim kluger she was noelad somewhat in Eretz Yisrael. That's where they were coming from. And somewhat in Mitzrayim. That's where they were going to. And the reason is because her children, Moshe and were ultimately going to be the man of Klai And to be the Manig of Klai Yisrael, that meant that you had to be the one that was going to be Mekabu the Torah on behalf of Klai Yisrael. Moshe the Torah of Misenai. But at the same time, Moshe Rabbeinu had another function. He had another job. His job was to take the yiddin out of Mitzrayim and to impose his will upon the Mitzrayim together with the Machis and everything else. Moshe had this dual role. Take the yiddin out of Mitzrayim and then bring them into Eretz Yisrael to be Mekabu Torah. For that reason, Moshe had to have this dual Yichos. He had a shtam from Heved, who was noilat in Eretz Yisrael, that midah, that level of Kedusha, to be able to be tabul Torah, to be able to be the one that ultimately would take the yidin towards Eretz Yisrael, but at the same time, he also had to be able to take the yidin out of Mitzrayim. And to take the yidin out of Mitzrayim, he had to have yichos that came from Mitzrayim to be able to negotiate and relate and to extract the Yidin from Mitzrayim it was important that he be a shtickle of mitzri on some level that's why his mother Yecheved, was noilat in Eretz Yisrael. she was noilat of Mitzrayim she was noilat so that in the teva of her son Moshe whose job was going to be to take the Yidin out of Mitzrayim and bring the Yidin into Eretz Yisrael he'd have both of those kites I thought a little bit of a to what we were talking about but as we're about to learn almost an Amit Gemara that deals with the Kutim the Kutim of course I mentioned right. Just, it's just important to have a brief intro regarding the Kutim. And these are these things, some of which we've spoken about in the past, but again, this is really where it's Negea. It's one of the important Maram Akolimahs, and He'a Medbez, Kedushanayi as it relates to the Kutim. So who were the Kutim, and what's their historical significance in the Torah Shabbat? The significance of the Kutim is that when the Aseris Ashfaltim was sent into Gullus by the king of Ashur, he realized that he was creating a tremendous void in Eretz Yisrael. The Eretz Hashvatim, occupied the entire northern part of Eretz Yisrael. He now removed them outside of Eretz Yisrael, dispersed them wherever he sent them. And now you have a lot of land there's nobody there. So that's not something that he wanted. So the Melech of Asher decided that he was going to take people from other lands and bring them into Eretz Israel. Like this, somebody will populate the area. And the Pesach here is a Melachim Beis, Perik Zion. of Dal. So Melech Asher goes, and he takes people from different countries. And he takes people from different countries. And he puts them all in the area. That's the northern part of Eretz Yisrael. In place of where the yiddin were. So he takes a group of people from different countries and he puts them in the northern part of Eretz Yisrael, where previously the Arsers Hashvatim had lived. Where these people come from? Bavel, Kuta, Ava, Hamas, etc. This entire group of people became known as the Kutim why? Because some of them came from the land of Kuta. And being that some of them came from the land of Kuta, that's why they all became known as the Kutim. It's interesting to note, just as a historical fun fact, but really it's a Gemara, so it's more than just a fun fact, that the Gemara Mesechus, Baba Basr, the Tzadik, Aleph, We don't realize this, but our roots actually begin somewhat in Kuta. The Gemara says that after Avram of Vinu went to his father Terach's idols, his Aveidah Zara, and he destroyed them. So... Terech wasn't happy he takes him in front of Nimrod who was the Melech Bavala at the time and he makes him stand and give din v'chesh says the Gemara Nimrod took Avram and he put him into jail for 10 years that's the Gemara Avram Avino was in jail for 10 years three years in Kuta, the Sheva B'Kardu, and seven years in Kardu. So if you take a look at the Marsha, on that Gemara, the Marsha says that it could be the reason he went to jail for ten years is because we know, the Gemara says <laughs> in Masech des Nedarim, then the third parak, that how old was from when he was Macker HaKadosh Baruch he was three years old when you're three years old you're a cotton. you can't judge a cotton. how old do you have to be in order to be judged you have to be bar mitzvah Nimrod already was sensitive to the age of 13 bar mitzvah so he had to wait 10 years before he could actually judge him so he puts him in jail for 10 years now he's bar mitzvah he turns 13 years old now that he's 13 years old now he's able to judge him there's a Rashi in of Testament Beis that says the first bar mitzvah we find was Shimon Alevi he have an early Bar mitzvah. We have a Avinu's bar mitzvah. Nimrod was sensitive to this number thirteen. He waited till Avram was thirteen. But either way, it's Avram Avinu, the very beginning of his life, four, five, and six years old. Spent it in a jail in Kuta. This is the land of Kuta. Seems to be somewhere near Bubble. That's where Nimrod was Melech. But either way, this group of people became known as the Kutim. The Pasuk says that, that Kutim, as this group of people, as they settled in the northern part of Eretz, Israel, they didn't fear Hashem. And because of that, Hashem punished them and he sent lions. They started killing people. So they go to the Melech Ashur, who had sent them there. Either way, the Melech Hashem realizes that unless this group of people does tshuva, they come closer to Hashem, they're all going to be destroyed. So he sends one of the kohanim, that had been from the Aseres HaShvatim to the Kutim to give them musar to bring them back on the D. And as a result, like this, the arayas are going to go away. The Machloikis that the Tanon debated for centuries. Was this Gerus, now that they came around and they decided they're going to serve Hashem. And it sounds like they became Orthodox Jews. This ge- Was it a real Gerus? Or maybe not. What's the Tzad not? They only did it because they were afraid for their lives. So was it a sincere Gerus? has to be sincere. Was it sincere or was it not sincere? That's not like it. Were the Kutim Geri Emes or were the Kutim Geri Arois? It's interesting that years later, it's a Gemara Mesach des and it's one of the more difficult Gemaras to understand. The Gemara says they changed their mind, did Chazal, at some point. And Chazal said that even if the Kutim were Geri Emes, we're not going to treat them as Yidin, anyways. We always speak out to Chzan Soifer, had they have a right to do that. Chzan Soifer said, it's learned that from the same Pusik that we know, Hefker, Bezd, and Hefker. Ezra tells the Yidin, whoever's not going to come in three days, Yechrom, called Rechushoi, from there we learn, Hefker Bezdin Hefke has a right to confiscate people 's property. The end of that same passage is who they 're also not going to be considered part of Kla Yisrael and just like Yachim Kouchuche teaches me Alokho who also teaches me Alokho, Bezden has the authority to take away your property and also to take away your license as a jew and that 's what the yiddin or that 's what Chazal did to the Kutim many years later. He answers a of Skasha with that. But either way, these were the Kutim. Initially, it wasn't clear whether the Gaius was considered sincere or not. Thus, there were those that held that they had a dinoviyyid. There were those that held it. they didn't have a dinoviyid. Years later, Nimnun Vagabaru, everybody decided at that point they didn't have a Dinaviyad. And the truth is every time the Kutim come up in Shaz, and it's mentioned the Mishnayas, it's mentioned throughout Shaz, you have to know, are we going according to the Mandama that holds Gairi Are we going according to the Mandama that holds Gai We're going to see now in the gemara that were on both sides of the aisle. So, which one is it? Gary Geras, or maybe we mean after the Gemara Masechtel Tzchulen, where everybody agreed at that point that they weren't really supposed to be treated as Yiddin. Just one interesting additional note regarding the Kutim, and then we'll start the Dav. and that is the Kutim lived on Har Grizim. They used to stay kept to themselves to a certain degree, and the place that they lived was Har Grizim. In fact, there still are Kutim today, that live on Hargrizim. You could look it up. There was a story, a cover story, done by National Geographic magazine where apparently the, this tribe, they call themselves the Samaritans because they originally <laughs> settled in the Shemrung. But either way, they, they still live on Hargrizim. They have a lot of the... Customs that Chazal talk about they had two thousand years ago. The reason the article was written is because I think they intermarry within their own tribe, and just from a DNA, a genealogical perspective, they're somewhat curious. They're somewhat interesting. But the bottom line is, is these are the Kuten. They lived on hard reason in Fact, the Gemara says in Masechet Zuma the that they built the base on Mikdash on reason, So on hard reason, they had their own base on Mikdash. The Gemara over there. The context is that when Alexander the Great was coming into, he was doing his thing, and he was going through the world and conquering every territory he can. So he came towards Eretz Yisrael. So the Kutin sent some influential people to him. They tried to get him to destroy the Beis HaMikdash. Ultimately, Hashem performed the great miracle, the well-known story with Shimon HaTzadik. And not only did Alexander the Great not destroy the Beis HaMikdash, he ended up going back, to the base HaMikdash of the Kutim, which was on Har Grizen, and he destroyed their base HaMikdash, so to speak. The story happened on Chof He It became known as Yoim Har Grizen because of the Chorba that happened on that day. I once read in Josephus, he was talking about the story of Hanukkah. And he writes that when Antiochus and his troops that considering coming into Eretz Yisrael and doing their thing, he receives a letter from the Kutim. And the Kutim, again, they're lobbying very strongly, go destroy the Beis HaMikdash. So it's interesting that these Kutim, they appear very often in the context of Khurban Beis HaMikdash, but whether or not they were even Yidin, was this issue of debate. Bottom line is, we did Rabbi Loza said this. is Actually, Rabbi Liazan, not Rabbi Loza, and it's the last word of the Mishnah Anayin Dala So Rabbi Liazan said Vadon be Vadon muter, Vadon be Sveikon, be Sveikon be Vadon, the Sveikon be Sveikon Aser. other way, is Shtuki asufi Vakuti. That means Akuti can marry Akutis because Akuti is by definition a suffix, and if Sveikon, Sveikon is Aser, then Akuti can marry Akutis. Either way, Rabbi Loza said that Akuti is treated somehow as a suffix, as it relates to the the laws of. Mutu lovi v'kal Hashem. Osu lovi Hashem. And therefore, a suffix, the Suffolk is also, kuti la yisakuti. It says in my time, or yes, if yes, said, asur ger, la'achar We treat the kuti like, a, we treat a ger after ten generations. And this is a very big chidditch, if you've never heard it. The time you learn to the bray, ger ad asor udo iris, A ger, according to the mandama that holds, that, a cow ger, malikri cow, and as a result, the ger is allowed to marry him. It's only up to ten generations. So if you elta elta elta, then yeah. But mikan ve'elach aser mamzeres after ten generations, she's already aser b'mamzeres. So some say it's not even do with ten generations. Actually, if people stop thinking of this ger in terms of the fact that he's a ger, at that point it becomes a problem. It's nothing to do with the amount of generations. It's more of how people perceive it. Rashi says, what's the yisoy of this halacha? It's like a Marissa issue. You know, you have a family that comes from Gerim. At some point, they're going to be part of Klai And if they're going to be part of the mainstream, and they're going to be able to marry a mamzeris, people are going to think that you can marry a mamzeris. As a result, you have this... Halacha. So what's the Tzushtel? So the Gemara suggested, Rabbi Yosef suggested, maybe that's why Akuti is not allowed to marry Akutis. Akuti can't marry Akutis because the Kutim were Geirim. But they were Geirim after many generations. Being that they were Geirim after many generations, so they lose that special status that they would have had to be able to marry someone that maybe a regular Yid is not allowed to marry. So Akuti himself Mean that he's laacher asar can't marry a kutas anymore. Kutus but oh, amalei abayos asked the obvious question. Me domi hossam over there ger yoson umamzeres chadasha. You have an alteger and a frishem mamzeres. So over there, this halacha makes sense. Amri bar yisrael who took mamzeres. So it's going to look bad. But over here, but he's a kuti and she's a kutis. So, whatever people think of the kuti, they think of the kutis. So, how exactly is this Mara playing out? Ella says, the Gomorrah tells Rav Dimi Om Rabbalazar, so Rav Dimi K, they say in the name of Rabbalazar, Savalok Rabbi Ishmael, Rav Liyazar. Held like Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel, like Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Shmuel himself held the Rabbi the Rabbi Shmuel himself held like Rabbi Yekiva. Who's that? The Amakutim Gerayya Same. Who held that the Kuten were not really Gerim; they're really non-Jews. Okay, that's the first building block to understand this. Rabbi Shmuel himself, who said Kuten Gerayya Same, held like Rabbi Yekiva. He held like Rabbi Yekiva. The Amar Oivikachom le'avad al ba'as Yisrael Havalad Mamzer. That if a non-Jew has a child with a ba'as the child is going to be Mamzer. It's for that reason a kuti can marry a kutas. Why? Because the mitzvah is that not everybody appreciated the fact that Kutim weren't really Jews. People assumed that they were Yidin, because they acted like it. A lot of tanaim were of the opinion that they were Yidin. But if you hold that the geraraiyis, then really, then non-Jews. If a Basi soul would marry a kuti and have a child, then the child is going to be a mamzer. That means there's a lot of kuti children walking around that are mamzerim. There's also a lot of Kuti children walking around that are really Kutin, depending on whether the mother was a regular Bas Yisrael or the mother was a Kutis. If she was a Kutis, a non-Jew has a child, the child is a non-Jew. If the mother was a Bas Yisrael, she was nivela to a Kuti and had a child, according to the Mandama that holds a vlad Mamzer, the child is going to be a Mamzer. We're worried about the Kuti child that's a Mamzer. Because he's a yid, and being that he's a yid, despite the fact that he's a mamzer, he's not allowed to marry a non-Jew. So if he's now going to go marry a kuti, that's a real kuti who's a non-Jew. You have a mamzer who's a yid marrying somebody he's not allowed to marry. That's why kuti lo yisakutis. So it's based on two halachas. Number one, Rabbi shmo's halacha of kuten gerarayas, and number two, Rabbi Akiva's halacha, the eved vekuti abba bas Yisroel havlad mamzer. But the Gemara says Rabbi Shmuel can't hold the Rabbi Akiva. We know that for a fact. How do we know that? How do and you know that if an head is boiled, boil okay nurse that the nurse and becomes possible to a kisia a month of englo it's learned that from a we don't have time, so we'll leave it at that. It's not ever. But what's the Gemara's Kasha? The Isolke daitechself like Rabbi Kiva. If Rabbi Shmuel himself holds a Rabbi Akiva, that holds. The ever v'kutiyabah bas Yisrael havlad mamzer. So Hashem mamzer having mivsul If the child is going to be a mamzer, then naturally his bia is going to make her puzzle Ella says the Gemara Rabbi Lazar Rabbi You can't say that Rabbi Shmuel holds like a Kabi Kiva. So we have a whole Torah to say Pshana Rabbi Lazar that's based on. Rabbi Shmuel holding the like Rabbi Akiva. We know Rabbi Shmuel doesn't hold like Rabbi Akiva. So the Gemara says, one second, we don't really need Rabbi Shmuel to hold the like Rabbi Akiva. In fact, it almost seems like the Gemara misspoke. It's Rabbi Lazar that has to hold like Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi The Amakutim Arayas. holds Akiva. It's the same exact shnichal Torah, but we just could skip that piece. We don't need Rabbi Shmuel to hold the like Rabbi Akiva. We need Rabbi Loza to hold like Rabbi Akiva. So he holds Kutim Geiri he was ever kuti as of So when you take a look at the kuti community, you have children that are mamzerim. You have children that are non-Jews. So how in the world could you do a shidduch? The mamzer's not allowed to marry. The non-Jew could do whatever he wants, but the mamzer can't marry the non-Jew. As a result. Kuti la yisa Kutis, but the one has a problem with this as well. Misavla the rabba l'azikrab. This is rabba Laza talking. Could rabba l'azik hold there? Could be a kiva. Rabba l'azik. There's the other. Rabba l'azik said. Even though the first mission of sechus yivam is zara se'eva, machlekes b'shain beisel yeah erva not erva, but mo'idim sheim mamzer nishayisru yisr erva vanish koros. But they were both mo'ida. That as it relates to what defines a mamzer, a mamzer is the offspring of a relationship that is erva and koros. What's the point? Dafka, Erevan, Dafka, Chorus, not Evervukutia Babas Yisroel, which only is a Chai Incidentally, who did the Gemara say holds Evervukutia Babas Yisroel of Avlad Mamzer? Rabbi Kiva. Why? This is Rabbi Kiva Lushitase. Tastes. Shane speaking out right here. Rabbi Akiva holds kutsahs on teves bechayve lavin. Memeila chayve lavin begets a manzer, and every the ba'bas yisrael is a lot namsu. Either way, the Gemara says it can't be that Rabbi holds like Rabbi Shmuel holds like Rabbi Akiva, because Rabbi Shmuel doesn't hold like Rabbi Akiva. It can't be Rabbi holds like Rabbi Shmuel, and Rabbi holds like Rabbi Akiva, because like Rabbi Akiva, doesn't hold like Rabbi Akiva. So how are we going to understand? Kutes Rabbi of v'kutah la'ita v'kutah sa Elo says the Gemara ki Ravin. rovin. Rabbi Yochanan v'amila. Am, barab, am yilo, ab'ab, ab'ab, barzavda. Am rab Some say rab. By Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi, now twelve lines from the bottom. Sholosh is the davar. There's three shittes as it relates to the kutim. Rabbi Shmuel Sava, Rabbi Shmuel held kutim gerarayasayin that. The Kutim were gairi The original Geras, being that it happened because of the lions, it wasn't a real Geras. The Kayhanim, Shinit Mubehen, Kayhanim Sulim. The Kayhanim that the Pasik over there describes came, they were Kayhanim Sulim. That's really Derek Agav. That's not the point of our Sugya. They were Kayhanim mentioned there in the Pasik. They were not good she never had Shinemahadi know that those Kayhanim weren't good Kayhanim because the Pasik says, Vayasulahem Miktsaison Kayhanim, Bomis. What is Miktsaison Me Nakkaitim Shinim? From the thorns of the nation, they weren't good But the bottom line is, the reason the kutim are possible, you know, not allowed to marry a kuti, is if they're gay they're not yidden. Very posh. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva held kutim gayri Emerson. Rabbi was of the opinion that they were real gay. V'kehanim agav shenit mu behen The that intermingled with them were good k'yhanem shenem evayasu lahem mek'tsoisam k'yhanem and what does the word mek'tsoisam mean according to Rabbi Akiva not Miloshan k'yitzin but rather amera babar Rabbi shem from the better ones ve'eleb so according to Rabbi Akiva that the Kutim, or why were they rendered Aser by Chazal? Because there was one halacha in Shulchan Aruch where they didn't agree with the yiddin, And that one halacha botched them up. It created a scenario where you now can't marry any Kuti. What was that? They did yibum if a man died, left over a brother, no children, but all he had was Erisim with his wife. Then there would be a parish of Yibam. So this is a this that never came up in the Sachis because it's not true. This is what the Kutan used to do. But it's an interesting thought. Upaitra Nasanasuis. But if there was Nisuin between ruven and his wife, and then ruven died without children, then there wouldn't be Yipum. My darshi, what was the Makar to this Amaratsis? That's the loisa say, that says that a Shemer is not allowed to marry anybody until she has Yibim V'chalitza. And we'd learn from there Loisia HSMA's Ha Chutza. The word Chutza teaches me, Haid Yasva Chutza, Loisia Lejzar. Someone who's Chutza, she's. An Arusa, she's not living with her husband. Only she has this halacha of Leisiyah Le'ishzah. But a woman that's living together with her husband, she's an asua, and then her husband dies without children. Then you don't have this halacha. Okay. So the Kutun, with Ames, they had this interesting... Halacha, as it relates to Hilchas Yibam V'chalitza, that it's possible sometimes for a Hashem so to get married without Yibam V'chalitza. So what happens if this woman now gets married to someone? There's a Chai because the man will be over, they're going to have a child, the child is going to be a manzer. So it comes out now that you have mamzerim amongst the kutin. So Rabbi Akiva held, you're not allowed to marry kuti. You know why? Not because the original gerus wasn't an authentic gerus. It was. They weren't geirah They were geirah MS. The problem is, in Rabbi Akiva's world, there may be a mamzer floating around. Because what happens if there was a yibom in Anasun? They wouldn't have done the v'chalitza. They would be over the loisasev leisieh, it's a chay lab. and if a child is born then you have a problem because you have a mamzer the isham rim some say differently that and the reason it was usatamaria kuti was a fish because although they were yidin but they weren't so careful in mitzvahs it's the first who is this it's time to the rice kuti the that were prepared by a kuti are mutter. you could assume that it was prepared properly and you can be with it. Rabbi says you can't because they're not careful they're not bucky in he says any mitzvah that the kutim do they do even more carefully than the yidden. we had this with the geirim Tais was quoted earlier the Perik said that geirim are more careful that's why they give the yidden Saris. so the kutim were the same way any mitzvah that the kutim did they were even ba okay so what is the fact that they're not medaktek the mitzvahs have to do with them being us or why then should you not be able to marry? Where does it play itself out in this? What do you mean? If they're not medactic with the Keduke Mitzvahs, the Kedushin doesn't know that Allah is properly. Could be they're not doing the Kedushin or the gerushin in a proper way. As a result, you can't marry them. So this would be then another reason Another reason why, even if the kutim are Emis, still you wouldn't be able to marry a kuti. Amrav Nachman, Mamza A different reason: the kutim were geir-yemis. Again, if the kutim were Emis, why then can you not marry a kuti? The reason is because the Chazal had a mesora that once upon a time there was a mamzer that was born me'achosah. Somebody married his sister and had a child, and then somebody was had a child with an aishes ach or an aishes ish. And it's for that reason children were born, There were Mamzerim, that one is Sarev. the to Gemara. Ma'ikah, ma'ashmolon, yesh, Mamzer Why does the Gemara have to say that there was a Mamzer me'achosayim? And a Why couldn't there just have been a mamzer me'achoisay, or just have been a mamzer Sah? If you're trying to teach me a halacha that if someone's boy or a krisos and there's a child born, the child is going to be a mamzer nisnichada, tell it to me by Sah, or tell it to me by achoisay, I'll know the other one. So the Gemara says we're not trying to tell us any halacha. That was the story. The story was there was a mamzer me'achoisay, there was a mamzer me'eshasach that was a and that's where all the tzaros came. Rava, my said that had a that there was an Evet or a Shifcha that married amongst the kuten. And as a result, as a result, it messed up the lineage. So the Gemara says, "Yisuri Mishumai." Who's the one that caused the problem? Mishum Shifcha. The Shifcha is the problem. The Evid's not the problem because if an Eved has a child with a Bas Yisrael, the child is a Yid. The issue is from the Shifcha. And this nihah, the letter just says Shifcha. The Gemara says, this "Again, We're just telling you a story. There was an Eved and a Shifcha. The problem came from the Shifcha. But Maishah Shahoye So bottom line, the Gemara says, We're trying to figure out why is it us to marry a Kuti So the Gemara basically said as false. If you hold Kutin and MS, the result. If you hold Kuten Gary Raya, the reason it's also to marry Kuti is because they're not Jews. If you hold Kuta Mageri Yemes, why is it also to marry them? Either because they weren't so Nizer in the Loisa of Loisia, Eishes Hameisachutz and if you hold the Eish Mamsa and they could be Mamsirim, or the Eim B'Kiyim B'Tekduke and as a result, they're not going to be B'Kiyim B'Terus Gitim B'Gerushin, or it could be it's because Chazal had a Masera that there were Mamsirim or Shifchan and Eved that were Nesarev amongst the Kutim, and it's for that reason that it became awesome what were we trying to accomplish by bringing this Amid <laughs> Gemara? We were trying to explain the Shita of Rabbalozor or Rabbaliezor, depending on the Gersa, so, Daf Ayyinheyam and Aleph and who said that not only could a regular Israel not marry a Kuti, a Kuti can't marry a Kutis. Says the Gemara, what's Pshat in that Shita? Pshat is it's Rabaliazar or Rabalazar the Shita What did he say over here the reason Qutma that Kutim are really Gairiemas, but they're not bikiem bitiktuke That means the Kutim are yiddin. The problem is, they don't do the mitzvahs properly. They're and they're Geirishin. Everything is potentially messed up. So, how could a Kuti ever marry a Kutis? If I'm a Kuti, I'm a Yid, and I want to marry a Kutis. It could be she's an there could be issues. And, issues and issues. so, that reason, Kuti like Yiso Kutis. Meaning, if all the Kutim were non Jews, then what's the problem? And if they were Yidin and they were all sort of in the same boat, then what problem is there are some Kutim that are okay. There are others that aren't okay. Therefore, a kuti can never marry a kutis because you're a yid, so you have to observe Torah Mitzvahs, but at the same time you can't get married because you don't really know exactly who it is you're marrying. So a little bit more Gemara and then we'll speak out some if somebody marries a woman, that's a koi So you're marrying a bas They read you a shidduch, she's a Baskoyan. So, Back in the day, the resume was a little bit more detailed than it is today. You would have to attach a yichus brief to your resume so that the person should be comfortable that he's not marrying a mamzer or someone that comes from questionable yichus. So how far back, yichus wise do you have to go when you're looking into a Shidduch? So it's a Mishnah. If you're marrying a so you have to research four mothers... Of this one girl that you're being read to, Shehein Shmoina, which really is eight, and the reason it's eight is because it's these four women plus their mothers, ima. So the girl's mother, the aim ima, and her mother's mother, the aim avi ima. the girl's father's mother's mother, the ima, and her mother. So it's shtein shein arba on the maternal side, the aim avia her father's mother, the ima, and her father's mother's mother. The aim, avi, avia, and the mother of her father's father, the ima, and her mother. Bottom line is, if that made any sense, it's four mothers plus their mothers. Ultimately, you're going to have to check eight, of the Babas, and if they all check out, you're good to go. This is if you're being read to a Baskoi. What if it's, she's a Levio or Yisraelis? <laughs> so then you'd have to go across the board that each one of these mothers it would be another mother, thus, it wouldn't be eight, it's really going to be. Twelve. Ain't Boitkin. The Gemara will say there is a man number that says sixteen. Ain't. Now, why do you have to be more careful when you're checking for a Levi Yisraelis than you have to for a Because the Kihanim in general we consider to be somewhat more meyuches. So you read a Bas Koyin, so you're starting off on first base already. It's when a Levi Yisraelis, there you have to be a little bit more careful. Ain't Boitkin says the Let's say you're doing your yichus and you find out that one of this girl's Zedas, let's say her father was a Kayan. And he served in the Beis HaMikdash. You don't have to check his yichos anymore. And the Gemara is going to say, beis, because before they allowed someone to serve in the Base HaMikdash, they vetted him out. So the fact that he himself served in the Beis HaMikdash, that in itself is a raya that he must come from good yichos. So up, to that point, you would have to check. Beyond that, it's not necessary. Or if he was a Levi and he also served in the base of Mikdash, Or if you find that that someone was from the Sanhedrin, or if he was one of the Shaitri Arabim, the Gabbai It was a Gabbai Tzukur. I think Maro explained that. So if he had one of these positions, he's fine. You don't have to check beyond that. Rabbi Yisioim, says, somebody who was once an aide in this court that too is a sign that he's a meyuchas because they didn't let anybody sign they vetted him out first so it's a raya that he must be a, a meyuchas if he fought in the wars the Gemara will explain again on Amid Beis that the Chayal the is David were meyuchasen a whole nice Gemara that we're going to get to tomorrow so that if he was a fighter a soldier, that in itself is a sign that he's of good So once you get to that, you don't have to check beyond it. says the Gemara, the Gavri loy It's pretty clear from the Mishnah that you read a Shaddok, so you have to make sure that the girl's a Majuchas. So what do you do? You check her <coughs> mothers. Four grandmothers, eight grandmothers, 12 grandmothers will see 16 grandmothers. What about the Zaydas? And the Zaydas are for sure fine. Why do you only have to check the Babas? Why are you checking the Zaydas? Very obvious question. It says, Because women, if they ever get into a fight, they start taunting each other, calling each other names. What are they going to say? They're going to make up stories. They're going to say that you were nichshel in Arayas, or you were nichshel in Arayas, that's the weapon that they're going to use in the context of a machloikas. like. Meaning, even if one of them comes from questionable yichos, there's no reason to assume that it would have come up in this fight, because that's not the way women think. They don't think in terms of yichos. So therefore, you have no umdunah, from the fact that you didn't hear that there's an issue with their ichos. that in fact there is no issue with the yichos. But Gavri, when it comes to men, the so once upon a time, if two men got into a fight, so they started uh, being makalo, each other, so what would they say? You come from questionable yichas. You come from questionable yichas. So therefore, people that have questionable yichas, everyone knows about it. So if there's a Zedah somewhere in this lineage that's of question, we would know. There's no reason to do a badika. The women, you have to do badikas, because how would you know? Maybe there's is an issue, you just never heard about it. But by men, now, maybe they never got into a fight. I'm not sure. The E says, the Gemara, Nami tip the baby today. But the more asks another Kasha, why are you only checking her Yichos? Why does she have to check his Yichos? I mean, only the boy has to look into the girl. What the girl just has to say, I do, and she's done, she gets married. Why does she have to check into him? Zok the Gemara, M'sayelay the rabbits, right, somebody you said, I'm going to you who's the Rukshayres? And I'll say the It's only the Shorim that have an issue as it relates to marrying psulois, But the K'shayres, so, uh, Bas Koyin is allowed to marry anybody. I mean, if she's allowed to marry anybody, but there's no reason for it to look into him. That truth is a very puzzling Gemara because it's true. Like, who's a Ruksheris and also Means, if I'm a Bas Koyin, I can marry uh, Garush, as opposed to a Kayan not allowed to marry a uh, Grusha, But what about a Mamzer and a Mamzeris? the people that are also loving B'kalloshim, so some Rishon to bring your eye from this Gemara, that the whole concern in this suya here was really not regarding Mamzerim. We're not worried about maybe one of the Zaydas was an Evet K'nani, or one of the Zaydas was a Mamzer. That's not what we're worried about. We're worried that maybe someone here is from the P'sule We're dealing with a Kayan that wants to get married, and he has to make sure that there's no Cholol, there's no psulekuna anywhere in the lineage. So there, there's a Halacha you have to check. Four diaries, eight diaries. This is Ma'lo Asu... It's more of a Kayan halacha, and it's for that reason that says the gemara. like Only he has to look into it. She doesn't have to look into it. But if you learn the gemara b'shuta, which is the way Rashi seems to learn it in the Mishnah, that the issue over here is a real yichus issue. If we're discussing a real yichus issue, then we does Rav's halacha of lehu's Ruksher le'nasi the psulim play a role? That's a halacha. Bas koyin doesn't have the Psule kahuna, but. Baskoyan is not allowed to marry uh, a manzer. That's obvious. Says the Gemara of Adubarahavatoni Dalidi Moishein Shteim Esrei. So in our Mishnah it was Arba Ymois, four mothers. Shehin Shmoyna. Rav Adubarahava said it's four, not Shehin Shmoyna. Shehin Shteim Esrei. Shehin twelve. Bemasnisa Tana Breyser said Dalidi Moishein Sheishesrei, sixteen. So says the Gemara. How do you understand those? Mishnah of Adubarahava. Might be another Levi of Baski Israel. Adubarahava. I understand. He was talking not about the Kohenis, the Levita Bas Yisrael. The Mishnah itself said that by the Levita Bas Yisrael, you have to go back one more mother. So it's not four that are eight, it's four that are twelve. But the Bryce said, it says, 16, name a pligo. Who's that like? It doesn't seem to be like any of the opinions of the Mishnah. Name a pligo. So it said, in fact arguing with the Mishnah. The Brice understood that when the Mishnah said that for a Levi and the Israelis, you have to go back one. It didn't mean one mother, one peer of mothers. A mother and a baba. So it's 4, Shehain, 16. Amar Av Yehuda, Amar Av. Rameir. Aba Chachamim, O'yem Chachamim. Say, Kol Mishpachos, <laughs> Kashos. Heim, O'yem, that the Mishnah says you have to go back. 4, 8, 12, 16. This is all according to Rameir. Rameir says that when it comes to Yichos, we don't assume a person has a Cheskes, Kashos. Therefore, you have to look into the situation. This was the same ramea that was mentioned earlier in the parak. We had to know where the borders are above or it was very important to make sure that somebody's a mayukhist, because you don't assume chaskas kashus. But according to the Khacham that whole call Mishpach is the Khasis Kashir saying i so it's fine, you have a chaskis kashis. You don't have to do this kind of research when you're looking into a shit. You said that our mission is talking about where someone's actually questioning the yichas of this girl. Now, if someone's questioning the yichas of the girl, that throws the cheskiskashers out the window. So if that's the case, why would the Gemara say that our Mishnah is dafka? According to Ramea, but according to the Chammah, they have the Cheskis kashras, you don't have to do the Badikas. If we're talking about we're a karol of error, then even according to the Chachamim, you would have to do Badikas, because then there's no Cheskis kashras. And the problem is, Rab is the one that said both things. Rab Yudha said in the name of Rab that the Mishnah is not the Chachamim, because according to the Cham, you don't have to do Badikas. And Rab Bar Barguria said in the name of Rab that the Mishnah is talking about whether it was an error. So the Gemara says, these were two different Talmidim, and obviously they had two different understandings of what their Rebbe. Rad held. Either the Mishnah is talking about kishakara of error, in which case the Mishnah is true, even according to the Chachamim, because if someone's being error, you have to check even according to the Chachamim, or the Mishnah is talking about according to well, the Mishnah is not going according to mayor, not according to the Chachamim. I'm Rabbi had a different version of this exchange. Zu divrei Rameyer. Aba Chachamim oymrim. Kol mishpachos pecheskos kashros him oymdin. I'm Rabbi Chachamim Barguyah. I'm my And if there was an error, then you certainly would have to be baidik a little more Gemara. Ain baidikim and amesbeachulamayla. My time. What's the reason that once you find a Zeda who served in the base of Mikdash by the Mesbeach, you don't have to be baidik beyond that? the Because if he wasn't it out, they would never allow him to serve in the base of English. <laughs> if you find out that there was a Levi somewhere that did the avodah, time, The context there is the Lishka gazes. That's where the kahanim and the Levim used to sit, and it was from there they would go to do the avodah. And when the Mishnah there describes the kahanim, the miyachse laviyah, so you see, laviim also had to be miyuchasim. So if the laviim had to be miyuchasim. So if you know he's a Levi and he did the avodah. By definition, he's a You don't have to check beyond that. My time and attorney, Rabbi Yosef, because of Yosef said, "Kashem shevaz a minuka b'tzedek." Just like bezdin has to be minuka as it relates to so too they can't have any movement. Um how do you know that it says bach referring to the sign hedrin see they don't have any movement. there's no blemishes there's no questions regarding their yichos asks the gemara maybe it just means they don't have a physical mum how do you know that it means they don't have a yichos de gemum it's going to from a different This imach the context over there is in parishes. ba loischa bay Take the 70 skanem with you, they were ultimately all going to have nevua, elder, and That's Parachas Bahaloisha. So it says, and just like Moshe Rabbeinu's Yehosh was not questionable, so too you see the shivim Kanems, Yehosh couldn't even be questionable. And who were these shivim Kanems? It sounds like Sanhedrin. Oh, so you see Sanhedrin you have to have good Yehosh. But the Gemara says, what was the context there? They're about to become Neviim. They're about to have a nevuah. So maybe it's because of the Nevoah. You're right. It's learned out from a different passage. It's learned out from Parshish Yisroi. Over there, Yisroi is telling Moshe, you should have people working for you, set up this whole pyramid structure. You should have other... Dayanim, and those dayanim should be Dayanim Lecha, and there, there's no Shechina, there's no Nevuah over there, all it is is that they're going to be dayanim. So you see, dayanim have to be Itcha, dayanim have to be Miyuchasim, just like Moshe was a Miyuchas, so to day- So once you see this, remember this, imagine at that point, at Atkan, you don't have to check beyond that. The Mishnah, on I involve him Aleph, said more halachas regarding Yichos, Asari Yuchsen, Hanoyse Isha, somebody gets married, so in addition to the conventional resume that the woman would provide, she would have to attach to it her yichos, her yichos brief, so that the husband or potential husband can look back and make sure that this woman is not of questionable yichos. How far back do we have to go? So the Mishnah said, it depends. If she's a kohenes, which ultimately means we're going to have to research eight of her grandmothers. The Mishnah describes exactly which grandmothers they are. And if all of them check out, everything is going to be fine. If she's a Leviah or a Yisraelis, and we saw in the Gemara two brises, two opinions, what oydachas means. Either one more grandmother, so it's not eight, it's 12, or one more peer of grandmother, so it's not eight, rather it's 16. But the Mishnah said that there is a time where you don't have to check. And that is, if you would find out, for example, that this woman that you're being read to is brother, was a kayin and he served in the base of miktah, so you don't have to check her yichus, Because being that, in order to be a kayin and do the avoydi, you had to be a miyuchas, so by definition, it means that her brother was vetted out. If her brother was vetted out, then she was vetted out. And the same would be true if you found out that one of her grandmother's brothers was a coin that did the Avoida, or a levi that sang shir in the Beis HaMikshadosh, or was a member of the Sanhedrin, and other examples that we're going to talk about in today's stuff. At that point, you can stop doing your research, because the fact that this member of the family held this position, that is in and of itself proof that at that point on, there's no question about you. The Mishnah gave examples of from where you wouldn't have to continue checking, from there. Next example that the Gemara is discussing is meaning if we find out that there was one grandfather someone in her family that was which means that he was a dayan, even if he only sat on a he wasn't a member of the Sanhedrin he just sat on an ordinary best still the Allah is that you would not have to continue checking and the reason would seem to be because in order to be a dayan, even on a he Mishpat a then you would have to be of kosher yichos. Fake the Gemara, the member of the Makmina Psum is that really true? But you ask your kasha, hakok shayin walden dinin maminos, Everybody's kasha to be a dying, to judge monetary law. But not everybody is kosher for dinin nefashis. Natural. Dinin nefashis is more kabinam ba, hakolasuye mai. And the Gemara asks, what is the word Hakol coming to include everyone's kosher for dine Mominus. It sounds like there's someone that you wouldn't know is kosher, that really is kosher, says the Gemara of Amr. Rabbi Yehudalassu, a mamzer, that even a mamzer, you could have argued, maybe is not kosher to be a Dayan, even he's kosher to be a Dayan. Amr Abayah said, be Yerushalayim, it depends. It's true that a mamzer is kosher for dine Mominus, but only outside of Yerushalayim. In Yerushalayim itself, they were more stringent, and there, in order to be a dyin, you would have to be a kasher. So, when the Mishnah says that Kol Mishah Hukziku Avoyso, Mishaitri Harabim, you do not have to continue to check. It means in Yerushalayim, but Ein outside of Yerushalayim, it would not mean anything. Because, like the Mishnah says, A'kol Sheiron L'adun Dinei Malvenos, A'filu Mamzav Chayntani Rav Shimon Bar Zera BeKedusha DeBeLevi, and Levi's Mesachtes Kedusha. So, apparently, Levi had his own. Bryce's that were related to Masachdis Kedushan, he said the same pshat, that what the Mishnah means is be Yerushalayim. Because outside Yerushalayim, this halacha would in fact not be true. What would be the svara that in order to be a Dayan, you have to be someone that's a yochas I don't know this for sure, but it could be it's related to the idea that the Gemara discusses in the first parak of Masachdis Sanhedrin, that when a Bezdin sits and they preside over a court case Imayim, the shchina there, and ain't shchina shayra elal mispaches miyuchasle should be Israel. So it could be. It's for that reason that a Dayan would have to be a miyuchas. Meaning, you understand why a dain has to be a tamad chachon. He has to know the halachas. Maybe he has to be a person of stature to be able to enforce it as well. But who cares if there's an altazeder somewhere of questionable yichus? It could be. It's related to the shchina that was shayra when a person went to a dain. Either way, the Mishnah continued and gave other examples of people that we know for sure have good yichus. Gabite stalker. So if you're a Gabite stalker, you for sure have good yichos. My time, and what's the reason? Because being that the Gabite of stalker often has to pick a fight with people that pledge money and aren't fulfilling the pledges. Because we learn that if somebody pledged, even stalker, you're allowed to go after that person. You could even go after the person on Erev Shabbos. So what? The Isle Kala. And if there's something in fact wrong with the yichos of this guy, people would have known about it because the person fighting with him would have already been moitzilaz and would have said everything you have to say. It's like when somebody is running for office, you're running for president. So if they didn't uncover a scandal, that scandal probably doesn't exist because there are too many people getting paid too much money to uncover any piece of schmutz that they could possibly uncover so the Gabbite stalker, to a certain degree was the same thing. If you're a Gabbay stalker and nobody ever suspected that maybe you have an Alta Zeda that was a Mamzer, you don't have an Alta Zeda that was a Mamzer, because if you did, we would all know about it. We once spoke about this Gemara, actually we twice spoke about this Gemara, when we learned I think we spoke that in the Daf on additionally when we learned the Gemara adds what's the Emphasis that the real fights take place on Erev Shabbos. As if to say, Erev Shabbos is somehow a time that's more misugal for fighting than all the other times of the week. We spoke out many nice marmakoimas on this topic, just to go through them briefly. Gettin daftan and mitalef. The Gemara tells a story. Hani betrayed the Igrubu Sultan. There were two people that the Sultan got the better of them. The chol be shimshi habikominsib hadeyadadi. Every Arab Shabbat, says Rashi they used to fight. Iklu ramei lahasan. Rameh was once in the town where these two people lived. Akfiru shimshi. He kept them in their houses for three weeks in a row. He didn't let them make any contact with each other. Ado avet until finally they made shalom. to tekomer. Then afterwards they heard that the sultan said, woe was the Rameir that he was somehow able to get the sultan to go away. This happened when? On Arab Shabbos, says the Ram Shif. It's not a coincidence that they were fighting Arif Shabbos because Arif Shabbos is a man that somehow, more mesugal, a person more vulnerable to fight. The Ram Shif already is metzayin this Gemara. Omer Bar God our rabbinic tradition says that when somebody takes Pesach air of it's a mission to say Shabbos perkon of week that every man has an obligation to say three things in his house air of Shabbos I start them I rapt them and we go on and says today the minig is not to say I think we spoke about once from the Sam Sofer that he used to tell his reps in every air of Shabbos, Shabbos that's what he was mikhaian but either way, what did Rabbi Barbar Khanna say? You have to say it, Shit, And all the other things that a husband has to tell his wife, he doesn't have to say it. But You have to be more careful, Erev Shabbos. Because Erev Shabbos is a time that's We spoke at once the Mach Vitri that says that this idea is the Makar for the Tayamel. It's the Teyamel, you're supposed to taste the food. Erev Shabbos. The Machs already mentions it. What's the Makar to the Teyamel? Because we're afraid. Erev Shabbos, Friday night, it's a time that's if you're not going to taste the food and you're not going to like the food, you may pick a fight. So Erev Shabbos, we have to be more sensitive so we make this Har taste the food so that you don't come Lidei Machoikis. And the last Maramachim that we spent some time on was the Ben Ishchai. The Ben Ishchai is in his Halacha Sefer, it's in the second Chelik. it's in Parashas Vayera, where the Ben Ishchai has an Arichus on this idea, connecting somehow the sultan's interest in causing a fight inside a house. Dafkan, Erev Shabbos, he says that the word boy, boy, kala, boy, kala is bigamatria 13, Ahavas was 13, that it's so important for a person to be in a state of Ahava, as the Shabbos enters, and it's for that reason, that the Satan, who does, does everything he can, to make sure things are not perfect, he tries to create Machloike's, Erev Shabbos, as the bayi kala, bayi kala, is happening, he tries to make sure, that there isn't Ahava, to the contrary, the Sinus, this is something we spoke about, in greater detail, when we learned, Mesachtas Gittin, Nun just a, a quick board of some of the, highlights the bullet points that we talked about back then either way is <laughs> used to stay in a certain inn and his innkeeper the Balabas, was a ger. the e and he the innkeeper and rabibi once got into an argument maramar once said i know habizna sarusa the must so there was a certain stella that apparently they were both vying for so one of them said i want it umarama no sarusa the so rabibi and this Ger, who's Reb Ado HaVas in Kibro, both trying to get the same job. Also, he came to Rav Yosef. So he came to Reb Yosef. Said, "Who should get the job?" Oh He told him, "Tanina, it's a Mafurishah Shahavacha. There's no discussion. Same Tassamalecha Melech. That's the mitzvah for you to appoint the Melech. Mikerev Achecha Tassamalecha Melech." And we darshin that Kol Mesim Lo yeah, Lo Yir That in order to become Melech, but not just in order to become <laughs> Melech, really in order to get any stellar, you have to be Mikerev And being that <laughs> the the was not because he was a ger, he was disqualified not only from being a Melech Yisrael, he was disqualified even from getting this steller, whatever exactly it was, inside the sea. Omelei Rabbi Adab Rehava, the hears that his good friend, the innkeeper, is about to lose this entire. So he said, tell me, when it says Mikere it means, even if your mother is Jewish, your father is not Jewish, that already disqualifies you from being m'kara b'checha. Amel rabbi Yosef said, no, imeim yisro, m'kara b'checha karinabeh. Then he's a yid, because that's law. Because your father is not Jewish, if your mother is Jewish, it makes you into a yid. So because of that, he passed in Hilkach Rabbi the Gavir Rabbah, who was a Gavir rabba lying in the middle of the He should be involved in some of the spiritual in Yonim of the city. He should get the more Ruchniestiger Steller. And let this Ger deal with some of the more mundane matters that were related to the Steller. Meaning he took the Steller divided it into two. So Bibi would get the more Choshov aspect of it, and the Ushbezikne would get the more mundane aspect of it. Either way, Amr Abaya heard this story and he said, If somebody is going to have. Uh, guest stay by him. You're an innkeeper. La You should try to get someone like rabad barahav. Meaning, it's good to have someone like rabad barahav. Owe oh, you a favor. The Because you see that because of this relationship that he had, he ended up getting something back. He ended up getting the shtelas so on this. note, the mark continues. Rabzera behu meaning he would allow a ger to have certain stellas. I feel and saw that a different minute. They wouldn't allow a ger even to have the stella to be in charge of the weights. So is Kur is a measurement. Even something as simple as that, they wouldn't allow the ger to have I feel They wouldn't let a ger have the stella to decide how the fields are irrigated. In other words, because he was a ger... Absolutely, positively, no stellar at all. So it emerges from this Gemara, very interesting And we learn from there, a ger cannot have a steller. Stating that, if his mother's Jewish, then he's not a ger, then he's a yid. Then already, he would be able to get a steller. It sounds like from this Gemara, sounds like from this Gemara, that someone whose mother is a Jew, even if his father's not a Jew, can get a shteler, not just that, he can even be a melech. It's really all learned out from the same passage. So, we're taking one brush and we're painting all jobs, whether you're a melech Yisrael or whether you're going to be the reish gargusa. It's the same exact halacha. If imay me Yisrael, then you qualify. Like to ush and if you're a full fledged girl, then you're not going to qualify, you're not going to be able to get anything. Stating that, mm-hmm. from this, says a gewaldige and he bases it on the Gemara there that's discussing Agrifas HaMelech. Agrifas HaMelech was the very last Melech Israel, he was the Melech of the Yiddin at the time of the destruction of the second base of Mikdash. So, as a Jewish nation, we haven't had a king since Khorban Ba'ishani. Agrifas was the Melech Israel at that very time. And the Gemara over there says that Agrifas, really a Mishnah, was once reading from the Sefer Torah during HaKel. That was a mitzvah and a would read from the Sefer Torah. And he comes to this posse, and he starts crying. And the reason he started crying is because he himself came from very questionable Yichos. He was a descendant of Hurdis, known as Herod the Great. He was great to the sec- secular world because he was very progressive, and he was an architectural genius. But as far as Chal Yisrael and Chazal were concerned, he was anything but great. But the bottom line is, not only wasn't he considered great by Chazal, but Chazal didn't even accept him as a Yid. He was an Eved, and he was involved in some controversial Gerus, going back to the times of Yechim and Gadol. They never accepted him as being a Yid. If he's not a Yid, then his Enoch, like Grifas, isn't going to be a Yid either. It's like, Grifas is not a real Yid in the eyes of Chazal. He's really from the Sefer Torah, so he began to cry. The Mishnah says that the Yidin that were there, and they were present at the time, they told Agrifas, don't cry, says the Gemara that what the Yidin did to Hagrifas was what we know as Chanufa. It was Hanufah 101, to the point that they were punished terribly for Chazal say, quotes Yerushalmi, that that day was one of the worst days in Jewish history. That if you go back, and you really research Agrifas you're going to find out that from his paternal side, from his father's side, he was a descendant of Hordes, who was clearly of questionable descent. But Imam Israel, his mother was a Yid. And Rashi speaks to that in the Gemara also. If Agrifas Melech's mother was a Yid, why was it disqualified for me, Melech? Why were they chanting Agrifas when they told him it's okay that you're not disqualified because of Achenu? Isn't it a Mephurusha Gemara, the Gemara we just learned, Kedushan, I involve on the days that even though a Ger is disqualified from saying Tosimalach HaMelech, but if it's Imai Mi then it's going to be fine. It says, you see from this Gemara, that even though the Gemara came out that if Imam Yisrael, it's okay, you could have a position, Melech Yisrael is going to be different. So it's, the literal meaning of the Pesach is Melech Yisrael. For that, we set the bar really high. Ager is disqualified. And even if your mother is a Jew, if your father is not Jew, it's also not considered As it relates to the other positions that are also learned there. Well, be it from the same pasik, there that Alok is already different. If you're a Ger, then you're disqualified. But if Imam Yisrael, then that Alok is going to be, you are in fact going to qualify. So Toshimus is saying a Chiddush because Pasek is learned out from one Pasek. So whatever that Alok is regarding Melech, it should be with regards to shar as well. That's Toshimus' Chiddush. Soitam and Melech on the days. He proves it from the story with Agrifas and Melech that the criteria to be a Melech Yisrael is in fact, it's more stringent than the criteria to have one of these other positions. But just one beautiful Mare on this topic. His quotes this Mare And that is the Neu It's in his first tshuva in Chesh mishpat and the Yehuda was asked by the shoyal, Rechavam ben Shloyma, Davan Amalech. Shloyme HaMelech, and his son, Rechavim. Rechavim was Shloyme HaMelech's son, it was his Malchus that ultimately was challenged, he lived, he was a contemporary, Yeruvah Benavad, and it was during his time that Klai Yisrael got divided into the Aseris Ashvatim and the rest of Klai Yisroh. was Shloyme HaMelech's son. Who was his mother? Namah Ha'amunis, which seems to suggest that she came from Ammon. She was a Geiris. So, the if there's a halacha, that a Geir has to be a Mikarevachachachotos he has to be of pristine lineage, how was Rechavim ben Shloim able to be a Yisro? It would seem that his mother, not his father, but his mother was an Ammonis. That was Mageir. Now, it's okay. Shloima was allowed to marry her, perhaps, because Amadev Le'amadis, incidentally, it's not even clear that she was Megayar. But either way, whether she was Megayar or she wasn't Megayar, if there's a halacha of mikerev vachecha, tasim alacha melech, was Rechavim and Shloima qualified to be a Israel? And the Yehudis says a Gevaldi Gechidish. He says it could be that this criteria. That you have to be a full fledged yid in order to be a melech yisrael. That's if you're being appointed as a melech. Soyim tassim alecha melech. Then the arocha mikerev achecha tassim alecha melech. But Rechavim and Shleim was never appointed melech. He yarshin the malucha. He got it from his father. Being that he yarshin the Melucha, he got it b'memeila. He was able to be a melech even though he didn't meet all this criteria. As Zayzak the Yehuda he says it's a Dover chadash, but he thinks it's MS. This is criteria in soim tassim alecha melech. But to the extent that you're getting it bimemelo it could be even if you weren't roy, right, maybe to be appointed melech, but to get it the b'meilo, that's something you could do. The m'chas chinuch in mitzvah tov tzad Zain on this halacha, same tassa melech on melech. And parsha shevtem says based on this, maybe you'd have another shailah. Could a woman be a melech Yisrael? So at first glance, you're gonna tell me, of course not. But it says, them, I'm not so sure anymore. Because although there is halachas that a woman's not supposed to be appointed as a Melech Yisrael, but the night of Yehuda already gave us an Haftayach. He said that maybe there's a difference between being appointed as a Melech and Yarshin in the Malucha, And being that Malucha goes over to Yerusha, and women, Yarshin, girls, Yarshin their father, just like boys do, boy has Kedimo, But if there's no boys, then, then certainly the daughter's going to Yarshin. So Luchura. A king's daughter should have a Yerusha If she has a Yerusha maybe she can be a melech. Are ah, you gonna tell me Gamaris that say you can't appoint a girl as a melech? That's appointing a girl as a melech. You can't appoint a ger as a melech either. But still Rechavim ben Shloima, even though he was the son of Namainis, was able to be king, like the Noidabhita said, because he wasn't appointed. He gotta be Yerusha. So it says the Min perhaps the same would be here as well. Either way, just one other beautiful Malkin there's a tshuva from the Kham Saifer. It's an Ericim, Chuva Yudbay where he talks about different halachas regarding Yerusha and Srara, Yarshining a position. So your father was a Rosh Hashiva, he was a Rebbe, he was a Melech, Kayim Gadol, etc., etc. The concept of being able to Yarshin a Srara. So Toich Dvarav, it's a very nice chuvah, like all the Tshuvas from the Chsam so far but Toich Dvarav, he quotes a nice Gemara. The Gemara says in the Sachis Megillah, Yud Gimel Amideh. Omer Abba Loza, Kishakadosh Baruch Hu Paisek Yidula La'adam, when a Baruch Hu bestows Gedula on a person, He doesn't just give it to him. He gives it to his sons and to his grandchildren. But if he becomes a balgayva with the Gedula that he had, Baruch Hu, then he could lose everything. But, says the Chasam he doesn't really understand the Gemara. Because the truth is, what does Gedula mean? You're going to become a Melech. You're going to be Kohen You're going to be a Rebbe. You're going to be Rashi Rosh Yeshiva. it's going to be Loi Luzariah, Because there's a Halach of Yerusha. There's a Halach of Yerusha b'inyan Esrara. So what was Rebbe Lohz's Chiddush? Says the Shem Sefer. His Chiddush was very, very posh. His Chiddush was that if there's a Melech that has a son, that's not really right to be Melech, because he's not a Chacham, or he doesn't have doesn then naturally you can't make him into a malach. The same is true with regards to all different serorah. So although there is a halloch of Yerusha, but really the Yerusha is only going to play itself out if the Yorish is royal, like, said Rebbe Lazar, Baruch Hu, Paisa Adam, Poise Glebanov, Levnevanov, he makes sure that this Godal is going to have children that are also royal, so it's going to go over to Yerusha from one generation to the next generation. That's the Baruch of that Rabbi Lazar was referring to, Baruch Hu, He contrasts that with the Gemara Masech HaGobad Yazar, the Fyodam The Gemara there was talking about asaf The passage says, Bozui Ato M Khatin is Satiqa Bagayim, Bazayatimalay. What is Khatikah Bagaim? She in Moshiv and Malach ben Malach. By Asaf it didn't work that way. The Romans, they weren't Mosh and Malach Ban Malach. He said, what's the point they weren't Majib Malachbalach? So the Qam Saif says "Is a silver lining this ghazal. They were smart, Samsaif says. They realized that just because your father was a melech doesn't necessarily make you qualified to be a melech. So that's the good that you see in Emo Melech the Melech. But there's a bad also. You see that the Melech wasn't a bar to have a son that was in fact Roy to be the next Melech. That's the difference between the way it works in Kala and the way it works by the Umay Yisrael. By I'm Yisrael Sham, when he's he makes it that the Gadol should have a son that's also Roy to be a Gadol. And not that every time there's going to be a Melech or any time there's going to be a Gadol is going to come from another side of the world. The Esau, Edom, Rome, they didn't have this kayach. That's this contrast between Megillah, Yudimelam, and Dez, Zorah, and the and Aleph. It's Dvorim Shuten, but the way the Chsam Sofer brings it out, it's Dvorim mafilam. Either way, Says the Gemara. Somebody that was signed as a witness in one of these courts, he too, you don't have to check his ichos anymore. He's good to go. My time at because they didn't just accept any person's signature. So if they accepted you as a signatory on a on a document, it must be you're okay. Added to that, and that was the last line of the Mishnah. If you are a fighter. You fought in the war of the Melech. You must be a meyuchis. sounds like in order to fight. He had to have good yichos. It wasn't always true. It's referring to the army of Dov and HaMelech. Dov and Ha-Melech's army, he made sure that he had Micro, How do we know that? Because the passage says, His soldiers all had good yichos. So his soldiers all had good my What's the reason for it? When Dov and HaMelech fought wars, he wasn't just fighting it. Lanu, who caused that David Amalek should be successful? It was the fact that the Yiddin was sitting in base measures and they were learning. So when David Amalek sat down and he strategized, so there were X's and O's, that was his Ishtaglas. But in addition, he made sure that there was a spiritual component as well. And he wanted that his fighters should have good yichos, so they should have schesovis. So, like this, they'll be successful when they fight. Faith to Gemara, is that true? Every single one of the Chayol HaShaval is David. Were of good yichos. it It sounds like he came from Amoyin. That means he doesn't have good yichos. He lived in Amoyin. That's why he was called Zalag amoyin. Not because he comes from Amoyin, but because he lives in Amoyin. What about uriah HaKhiti? Didn't he come from chiti ches? My He lived there he can tell me again, same teretz. He only lived in gas. But Rav Nachman said that there was a certain of the Zara that ite destroyed, and only a guy could destroy of the Zara. Yid can't destroy avaydazara. So he say meretz. it was a guy. And another kasha, even if you're gonna question whether he was a yid or a guy, but I have a. Another rabbi. Our bameis ladam ha'yeladovit. David Melach had four hundred children. They were all born from the Yefas Taya, as mentioned in the beginning of Parshas Ki Seitz. They kulam kumi umegadlen blurus, and they had haircuts that only non-Jews had. Haircuts that Chazal were very adamant. Are for a the kulam and they sat on gold chariots and they were on the forefront on the front line of Dovin Amelech's army they bali a great from Dovin and they're the ones that are known as the mighty warriors of David Amelech. What's the kasha? The kasha seems to be clear that they don't have good yichos. Says the Gemara, they didn't really fight. They were just there to intimidate. They made noise. They came to make a tumult. But ultimately, they were in the Chayalos. And as a result, you have no kasha from here. Now, the Gemara describes these people as Yuladim HaYuleludavitz. He says they weren't all his sons, but they were all Yidin that he had recruited. To fight and punk, they were all the sons of Jephashtai, but it's not that Davida Melech himself had 400 children from Jephashtai. Either way, there's a great sakash on this gemara, and this is a well-known gemara that touches on some interesting and also controversial halacha, and that is Davida, you have these 400, me, 400 meos, no, Arba Meos ladin that are all part of Davida Melech's army, they're yiddin, the Bneyah Fasta so they're not Miyuchasim, but they're yiddin the Khula Mistaprim Kumi umegadlam bluris. And they had this haircut that Chazal were of the opinion was used to have. And the question is, how were they allowed to do? it? In fact, if you look at Rashi, Kaka Y Meygin Kamishpate or If they're doing a Kemishpate or Ivdi what happened to the loisase of Ubuhukaim Loise Lechov? So just very quickly, a little bit more Ray The Rambam, in the beginning of Periquet, Aleph, Hilchas HaVoy Dezareh. Ain Hilchin Bechuk HaZagoyim. It's also for a person to go in the ways of the Goyim. V'loi middam you're not allowed to act like them. Loi bemalbush, v'loi beseyor, ukayyotze behem. So you can't dress like them, nor can you grow your hair the way they do. She nema veleiseilchu Bechuk HaZagoyim. V'nema, also says, V'nema, and it also says, also says he says the Ravam. All these are really saying that one thing That just like between the ears, a yid is very different. Then uh, Nanju, so to me bachutz, albeit superficially, he should be different as well. And the Rambam gives more examples. They used to their head and leave a chop in the back. They used to shave their head and leave a chop in the back. Anyone that does any one of these aforementioned things, says the Rambam, loika it's going to get mouthless. This i Rambam is mentioned by the Mechaber, as he often does, quoting the i Rambam in the beginning of Yeridea, Sim, and Chas. Ches. But there's a very important comment that the Rambam makes on this Mechaber. Says the Rambam, This is all true. If the reason the guy dresses the way he dresses is l'shem pritzos, like you find sometimes that they wear red clothing, they do that l'shem pritzos. Then it's going to be a problem. Alternatively, says the Ramadan, there's another way that this halacha can be enforced. Let's say they do a certain thing, but no one it makes no sense why they do it. But they do it. Then it's, because maybe the reason they do it is because of some pagan custom. It's related to Havai We just don't know that because we're not familiar with their Havai So by you following them, you're following Avedizar. So says the Ramah, if you're dressing the way the non-Jew dresses, and the non-Jew himself dresses that way either for precious reasons or for a reason that we don't know, then it's going to be also. Awesome. That's this halach of ein holchin bechukai sa'ak. Avol says the Rama adovah shenagul l'tayelas. Let's say the guy dresses a certain way, but he does not l'tayelas. Anyone that's a doctor, he wears his lab coat. Then the halach is mutal life lelifshay. Then it's okay. The chin. Additionally, she ois mishum kovit oitamach hamuter. A non-Jew, if he goes to a formal event, he wears a black tie. So you can't wear a black tie. He says, Ramon, no, then you could. Because you're not doing it and it's not a dover chayik that you have to be chayish that maybe it's midarki ha So says the Rama, a very big khidish, a very important caveat to this whole haloch of it's only a problem if it's either some or it's a chayik where there's a real chashash that maybe it's midarki ha The makar to this Ramon is a marik. If you take a look at the marik, Inside, the Tshuva the Marik there was, there was a Yid who was graduating. And, community graduates, you wear a cap and gown. And the Shiloh was asked, could you wear the hashtag cap and gown or not? Maybe it's a problem of malbush akum hein chalchim bechukas akum. Said the it's not a problem. It's not going to be an issue because you're not doing the lishum pritzos and there's no chashas. Maybe it's medarkei amarik. Either way, that's this chiddush that there are But there's one other very important halacha, and that ties very much into our sliyer. I'm going back to the Rambam here in Periket Al. Halacha Gimel that was machayem and he's invited sometimes into. The White House, or the equivalent thereof, once upon a time, but if he's going to be sitting amongst the Gentiles, it's going to be embarrassing for him. If he doesn't look the way they look, if he doesn't fit in, he's going to stick out. You have to see the inside. Not adding words. Says, you're fine. Number one, you could dress the way they dress, and number two, you could be maleiach in a ponov kederich sheinosin. Fake the case of the the imtaymar doesn't. Understand this halacha. What's posh in this Rambam? If there's a I say v'chuk e'se'em, leichu, how could this cheshbin over here of Yisrael, shayyakar v'malchus, allow you to do it? There are most caveats. It's not do v'chuk e'se'em, loisa leichu. But you're doing something that you have to be chayish, as maybe midakti to Or you're dressing in a way that we know is l'she'en pritzos. This is, in hocha m'chuk e'sa'akam 101. You're telling me that it's okay. Why? Because you're doing it mishum shloi m'alchus. Or you're doing it because you're a car of lamalchos, and it's going to be embarrassing. Why are we taking this person's feelings into consideration when it comes to a Say befrat, certainly not. So how do you understand Salcha says the Keser Mishnah? You have to say that the point of the Gemara was It wasn't just that he's going to be embarrassed; he's going to be embarrassed. It's going to be embarrassing, and as a result, for whatever reason, this Yid is going to the Roman government and lobbying for He's not going to be able to fulfill his staff. Yet. If there's a shayla bat solis yisro, oh, it's pekoch nefesh. Pekoch nefesh, noch verkla yisro. That's even more chamor. In such a case, it's going to be more the castle before You know, my rayah is Kedushanayev of the invades. David HaMelech had 400 soldiers, they were all Yidan, and they were Masaprakumi, and they had the bluris, and the whole nine yards, like Rashi says. Ay they were over on the Israel The parent says obviously Dovana Melech felt that Fatzala's Klay Israel, it was important. There was some methodology to looking that way when you went out and fought. He thought they'd be more successful, if that's the way they were. Therefore, he held it was a Shiloh of clay Israel, and you could violate and That was the Rama's Makar. He knew it from Davana Malach. Kasabish has another Makar, Gemara Perik Meruba Pe and Aleph, so they not too distant future. Avtulas Baruven He Tirule Lasep Kumi Bnei Shem Karv So the, so, the Rambam had two Gemaras really to base his Chiddush on. Either way, that's his halachah. I'll just tell you one Minchas Chinuch, and that is the Minchas says that it could be as a different tereits to the Kesser Mishas Kasha. Kesser was Matmiya doesn't understand how could David Hamelch. Arba meus yolodin, be mesapra kumi, and have this balluris, and hochen de chukas a hakum. Because the said, this is a riot to the Rambam, that if it's a child of that's all his clay maybe it's going to be okay. Zokhtim echaschenach, have more posh parents. It could be it's told in a is rash in the end mesach this kadushin, dav chod beza menalev. The context over there is the halocha of the yefaz tayer. Rashi shita in kadushin chod beza is that the only time it's mutter for a yid to live with the yefaz tayer is if he's Megayer. So there's a parish of Gerus that the Yefaz had to go through. And until after the Gerus, there was no had to be it. says, doesn't make sense. The whole spirit of the Yefaz is that you're at war and you have a taiva. So Chazal said, the Britaira, will allow you to have this Yefaz so you'll have a kosher outlet for your taiva. If you can't be with her then, and you have to wait until you go through the whole process of Gerus, so Bachsela and there's a lot of things that have to happen so this taiva is not going to be fulfilled for a very long time it goes against the whole spirit of the halacha yifaz says Rabin Tam that it's mashma not like Rashi that there is no halacha that in order to be with this yifaz you have to go through a garret stating that Rabin Tam says only a bier a bier that is mutter but Asher Rusham, even though she's an non-Jew, the be then already you're going to have a different halacha. So it says the Mechashchinach. How do you know these people were yidden? You assume they were yidden because they were Jewish boys. Whose mothers were your fast tire? Your tire went through a gaiters. So at the end of the day, what you have is a Jewish boy, albeit not in from his maternal side, because his mother's a fast tire. But that's also according to Rashi, that the only time they had to be able to fast tire is if there was a gate. But according to Rabbi Lutav, it's not true. It's possible to be Boyle or your fast tire, Kaidim Maybe they weren't Jews. If they weren't Jews, then it's very Gishmak, why they could be over the iser of Chukas of Aram.